0: Welcome to JP Morgan TV. I'm Bruce Kasman. With me this week is Mike Hansen. And there's a lot going on, a lot to talk about this week. There's a whole bunch of things next week, obviously the Fed. Um, and I guess we should start at the most important issue, which is we've been worrying about the potential for the global economy, really the U.S. and Western Europe, to slide into recession. Um And we continue to get some news, which is troubling. How concerned should we be at this point, Mike? What's the sort of the state of play here in terms of what the economic news is telling us?
1: Yeah, well, I think uh, the news this week suggests that the concern is building. Uh, Certainly, I'd say that is the message that came out of the flash PMIs this morning, which were down uh, universally across the G4 economies, and um, you now have... Uh, manufacturing below 50 in all four economies, and a pretty big slide in services, particularly in the U.S. Um, So I think that certainly was a a bit of discouraging news. Um, It obviously comes against a backdrop where we've had some continued signs of resilience, including, for example, the U.S. uh, labor market being strong. Um, But you've seen other survey measures slide notably. Um, and even in the labor market, we saw this week a uh, continued further move higher in jobless claims in the u s and we're getting to a level now that I think is starting to add a little more concern there
0: as well yeah well we 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 put markers out uh, a couple of weeks back saying you know u s recession two seventy five higher on claims well, we're not there but we're at two fifty uh and PMI for the euro area is a good indicator there, getting to 47. We got almost down to 49 this week on the all-industry reading. So the things are moving rapidly on on that front. Um, As you know, the job market continues to look okay overall. Um, um, But um, what we see in the context of the, um, the growth data, I think, should give us plenty of reason to be to be worried that this slide, this resilience we've been um, comforted by is maybe slipping uh, to a point where it's being stretched to its limits. Let's, in that context, talk about drags here, because I think it is interesting to note that the way that the energy sector drags are playing out is is somewhat differentiated uh, across regions. Um, why don't we talk about that a minute?
1: Yeah, I mean, you've seen um, wholesale and, for that matter, retail gasoline prices come down quite notably in the U.S. Um, you know, we had peaked above $5 a gallon. I think we're down to four forty or something in the U.S. in a national average. Um, and conversely, while I think we probably dodged the worst concerns around uh, Nord Stream 1 not coming online this week, uh, it does look like we're continuing to see, you know, pretty elevated uh, energy prices in Europe Um I think our earlier forecast for, for 110 uh, euros on uh, natural gas is probably going to be notably higher than that, uh, perhaps as high as 150. So um, so that obviously puts a, a fair bit more upside risk into headline inflation in Europe, which is already running pretty strong, uh, whereas we should get a decent amount of relief, it looks like, in the July numbers from the U.S. So there's clearly some divergence there.
0: Yeah, I think you know what's interesting is we've got Now in our forecast, something like a 25% annualized decline in energy prices through July to September in the U.S. forecast and something like a 40% rise annualized in the Euro area. So that's going to drive a wedge in in the run rates on headline inflation. Obviously, core is another story, but that's going to make a difference in terms of the drags. And I think what that does at the minimum is it really does suggest in a world in which both regions are under some threat, that the euro area has probably got more risk of tipping over here in an environment which these drags just continue to stay uh, pretty intense here. Um, Let's turn maybe now to um, central banks, uh, where we have uh, the ECB up this week, uh, giving us more than we expected, Fed up next week. Um, Let's talk to that issue. Where Let's first process the ECB, and then we'll get to the Fed in a sec. Yeah, I mean,
1: the ECB kind of followed the Fed's script in the extent that uh, days before the meeting, the guidance was effectively overruled by uh, by sources. Uh, and so the ECB ended up going 50 basis points. We had thought it would be more likely they would stick with 25 and do 50 in September. You know, now we think they basically have front loaded the hike. So we're looking for another 75 basis points cumulative over the next three meetings to year end. And then assuming the economy doesn't roll over, we have another 100 basis points uh that we're looking for in 2023, right? So on the rate hike side, um, we haven't really changed the expectation of where the ECB will go at this point, but how quickly they're gonna get there has been sped up a little bit. Uh, The other big news out of the ECB, of course, was the uh, the transmission protection instrument that they uh, uh, announced. That's a mouthful. It is isn't indeed. It? Yes. Transmission protection
0: instrument. <laughs> but it's just... they need to get a better design team for those. Uh, well, it's it's well anyway, in line sorry. with
1: the other sort of the was it pandemic emergency? I can't remember what PEP stands for anymore. But
0: I like the PEP. Yes. PEP Kind of has a PEP Yes, to it, as opposed
1: right? to the so, uh, the TPI, uh, the OMT, yeah, TPI. <laughs> and everything else in between. But yeah, so I think uh, look. The bottom line there is it clearly showed the desire and willingness of the ECB to, to take action to address fragmentation concerns, which became that much more elevated with the collapse of the Italian government this week. They made very clear uh, kind of um, legalistic uh, guidelines that kind of outsourced the criteria for being eligible, but they didn't really outline the implementation, like you know, under what circumstances the tool would be utilized Uh, what sort of, you know, uh, are they targeting spreads at what level? When would it be relaxed, et cetera? So we kind of know there's a commitment. We don't really know how it's going to be manifested just yet. Uh, that was still left unstated.
0: All right. Let's turn to the fed obviously next week becomes a board meeting. Although it seems like the drama may have been taken out of at least the main decision in terms of what they do. So, uh, what is it that, I guess the question is if we, if we all agree, and if you want to 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 argue about this, let's do it, but Joe's not here, so probably not room for much argument but um let's agree they go seventy five right. What do they signal as we've get We're getting a level of policy rates which are close to neutral at this point.
1: yeah, I think that they start to shift the the guidance has has been clearly that we're going to do more, and I think that the guidance shifts to maybe a little bit less certain or aggressive on that front, perhaps a little bit more data dependent. I think we're not going to get the same kind of you know, strong signal, like Powell said, 50 or 75 basis points at the next meeting. I, I'd be very surprised if he gives anything like that sort of guidance for September. Um, so obviously, the, the Fed has got a couple of uh, inflation and jobs reports uh, from the July meeting to the September meeting that will, I think, really determine what the tone is. And so I think they're going to give themselves as much optionality as they can in that environment.
0: Yeah, and, and for what it's worth, um, you know, we're thinking that they're going to keep going here, but that the pace is going to cool. Um, and as you noted, the sensitivity to um, not just the inflation news, but also to the growth news becomes more significant as policy rates get up towards towards 3%. For what it's worth, we do have an average for the next two CPI forecasts of 0.2s on the headline. Um, that's with energy taking quite a bit off. Uh, you know, as I noted early, the ECB is going to see what we think will still be numbers, which are going to average point 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 six or so for the next two meetings. So it's a very, it's a very different profile, at least on the, on the headline stuff. Um, so obviously we you know, I think one of the interesting points here is. Data does become important and it becomes important on both sides as you're really starting to worry about both elements of risk, both on inflation and growth. Uh, When we look at next week's data, as we noted, we're going to probably have a high side July CPI print for the euro area. The U.S. is still a few weeks away for its July print. Uh, But we do get a lot of data out of the U.S. uh, next week, uh, including a GDP report, uh, including a durables report, uh, including the personal income report. And to put the cherry on the top, the claims data, the ECI, some labor market data as well. What is it that you think should be the message we take from next week's U.S. data?
1: Well, I think push comes to shove. We're seeing, I, I think, some sign that momentum is starting to slow. It's not to the point where the data is going to give any kind of clear indication that the recession is around the corner, obviously. But you know, in line with this idea, the Fed is going to start to pivot towards being a bit more sensitive to what's happening on the activity side. I think that's going to be the broad message that we're going to take away.
0: Let me qualify that a little bit in the following sense that I think the idea that the second quarter will show an economy struggling, but still having some okay demand in the private sector is probably right. That, that report I think gives resiliency, but if we're right next week, we get a second monthly drop in real consumption in June. We're looking for the durable report in June to show negative readings on the core orders and shipment side. Uh, if you give me, um, another meaningful rise in jobless claims, I don't think we're gonna be feeling slowing. We're gonna be feeling that we may be getting closer to having to worry that we've we've slipped into an economic uh, downturn. Uh, that's not the baseline forecast, but I would like to think that everybody can hear in this conversation, our rising uh, concern um, as we see this kind of momentum loss. And obviously that's where we kind of start to get into how the Fed you know prove sensitive not at next week's meeting but as we go forward in the next uh, couple of months so with that um maybe we'll leave it there and uh, obviously be plenty to talk about as we um uh, continue on J.P. Morgan TV thank you very much